to be This is small town music This is big town music He's ahead of his time, you know But he can't use it If only he could prove it Well, tomorrow's just a song away A song away A song away Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Christy Stratton. Today, we are going to talk about Christy's top 10 roller skating songs. Well, you have some too, right? I have a couple songs. Oh, all right. It's it's about you. Oh my gosh. I have some songs that are skate adjacent. Oh, but so you didn't roller skate? I cannot even roller skate now. Oh, well. Like I I can stand. Mm. I can't really move that well. Okay. I've never been a good, I don't know. But that wasn't something you did as a kid. Kids did it, I didn't. Oh. I, it just wasn't, and ice skating, I'm about the same way. I can move oh. around the rink, but I'm, forget I, it. stupid. Yeah, no, ice skating is a, a, a chore. Yeah. But when roller skating in, in Fort Worth, Texas, it was a big thing. And you could be dropped off as young as, I don't know, third grade, nine years old, whatever, at, for the night. Yeah. And be and, safe. And well, sure. But there was, you know, the kids smoking in the back or you'd go around a corner and see the kids making out. So it was like this whole world that that was independence for us. And and um, I haven't quite seen that on screen. There have been a couple of roller skating movies sure. since this since then. And but neither one kind of captured what uh, that experience was for me and for a lot of people like me who uh, that was a big that subculture was a big part of their childhood. Now, it didn't last forever. I mean, they still have some roller skating rinks, but it was a um, it was a magical place. And the reason we're talking about this is because you are about to shoot a short film. Yes, uh, in a couple months. I wrote, years ago, I want to say it was about over 25 years ago, I was part of uh, the Acme Comedy Theater, and a guy, Mark Norberg, who I did sketches with, said, hey, let's write a roller skating movie. And this is so long ago that we were doing it in a Word doc and <laughs> tabbing for the... Um, uh, Characters yes, and scene yes. direction and all that stuff. Now... <sighs> Since then, I'd kind of go back and look at it. Mm-hmm. And Mark is kind of like, do whatever you want with it. But like the first strike that I was involved in in 2007, I thought, oh, I'll look back at it. And so I did. And, and, and you know, then after the strike, I got work again and uh, this and that. So every now and then I go back and then I'm like, you know what? There is something to this movie. And what I found so interesting in retrospect was like, oh, the each of the girls, there's a teen, a tween, and a single mom, and what they want is out of a male character, out of a man or a boy. Uh, that's what they want in the. And I'm like, that is such an interesting modern way to look at it. Is back then in 1979, that's what we wanted. We wanted to skate with a boy. We wanted right. the single dad, or we wanted to get back with our boy. Whatever. It, it, that was our happiness. And I thought, oh, that's. It makes it even more relevant now. So I leaned into that. And I got some people would shy away from that uh, right now uh, in 2023. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to lean into it. And I talked to a filmmaker who my manager put me in touch with. And he says, why don't you make a short Mm -hmm. film version of it? And uh, like a proof of concept or and go to the festivals, etc. 
And I'm like, yes, I'm doing that. And so I pulled out the tween story and that's called The Runt and I'm, I'm raising money. I'm sorry. I, I just apologize <laughs> to people. I am so sorry. I, I never wanted to come begging people for money. I just never wanted to do it. No, wait, let's back up. Let's back up just a little <laughs> bit. We're getting A lot of stuff's happening. Is The Runt, where, where did that come from? Where did that name come from? Were you, were you? tiny as a child are no, you, are no, no, you no, the no. runt well no what the runt is it's the story is of this gal who is about to go into junior high she's about to start you know junior high and the eighth grader girls pick somebody to be the runt okay and that it's a made-up thing um and but janet the lead finds out it's her okay so she's like well i can't start my period um by monday so I need to skate with a boy by the end of the night so they won't see me like that. Okay. They won't see me as immature all right. and all that, and they'll, they'll move on. All right. <laughs> so that's her goal is she's going to skate with a boy. All right. So that's the, uh, what have you got? Log line. You log lined it kind of. Okay, yes. A little bit. Yes. So you have a GoFundMe up uh-huh. and trying to raise a certain dollar amount. Uh, that you feel is, did someone uh, give you a, uh, what do they call it? A budget. Yes, a yes. budget. Someone did a, is that a line producer that does that? Yes, yeah. yes. Line producer gave you a budget. Yes. And they said you should be able to do it for this amount of money. And so that's the amount you're trying to raise. Correct. And unlike when I did my web series in my house, this is actually costing some real money because the rink itself mm-hmm. is not cheap. And... You know, it's a period piece. Is this an active rink or is this a rink that is shut down? Oh, no, it's an active rink. And that's why it's so expensive. So you'd have to do it like in the midnight hours when the rink's closed? Well, this is the thing. You'd have to do it when it's closed. Mm -hmm. But their their summer hours end and then the kids start school. There's a little window in there. So So that's what you're shooting for. There's a little window, yes. All right, all right. And how many kids do you need on that rink? 50. 50. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's my goal. Because but here's the thing. It's not just a getting mm-hmm. 50 kids. It's the kids of now, like my son. Yeah. They don't roller skate. No. So I took some kids just to practice. And here I am, like, you know, yeah. moving around and doing, going <laughs> backwards. And these kids are literally just walking. Yeah. Like, they're walking with skates, step, 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 not propelling themselves yeah, forward. Yeah, they need to look like they can dan- dance, basically, on the well, skates, kind of. Well, or just skate. You know, skate this point. isn't roll bounce. Like, I love roll bounce. But those kids could mm-hmm. uh, do tricks and right. routines. These are just regular kids. But they do skate every weekend. Right. And it should look like they skate every weekend. And my my DP is amazing and magic and wonderful. And he's going to try to help me figure out how to make it look more than it is. Yeah. But I would like every single kid that exists to come in, feather their hair, right. and <laughs> put some skates on. Yeah. And it's tricky, too, because like, like let's say you were filming a, uh, a baseball movie. People only see what's in the box. So the box, you could see... You know the player, singular player, or the field. But with roller skating, it's constant movement. Oh yeah. So what you see in the box, there's always stuff going on at the rink. So right. You have to make sure that someone's not watching it and going, "No, oh, that kid can't. That kid's. Well, these kids can't skate or whatever." Right. Well, there is some stuff in the snack bar. Yes. And that can be shot a certain way, but when you're not 
shooting towards the rink, there's still like an ATM machine, yeah. and things that need to be yeah. addressed. Yes. Luckily, they're in the bathroom. There's a scene in the bathroom, and they there was um, I wrote a scene to be out behind the rink, mm-hmm. like that's where the kids you know go and smoke and make out. But when you open the doors to this particular rink, there's steps. And then, like, a busy street. So, literally, that scene will be filmed behind some other building. Well, I Maybe. rewrote it to oh. make it like it's the storage area, mm-hmm. the storage room. Because when you have a budget, you need to rewrite to fit the budget. Absolutely. And right. I, I've been in this business long enough to where, like, I can be flexible. As long as a certain vibe is achieved, then I don't need to, you know, oh, go to a second location and set this whole thing up and just shoot it at 2 a.m. Right. I don't need to do that. I can get it across in this other way. And luckily, like in the storage room, I only need half a dozen kids i don't need 50 they can all be dismissed for the day (laughs) um if you can find it on youtube i think it's uh die hard 2 there's like a whole sequence and like every other shot is like somewhere else and it'll tell you underneath like this was shot here this was shot here this was shot on the lot this was shot here and it's like him running through the airport and then crawling through a vent it's all this stuff and it's like every single every other shot is like somewhere else how funny yeah but when you have a budget and you're independent filmmaker you got to get the biggest bang for your buck at the one location or the two locations or whatever you decide. Right. So it's all kids. There's a DJ. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you can focus on the DJ without seeing too much uh, around him that would tip the hat that it's not 1970. Correct. Um, and, and we're going to insert a shot of the record player because there's no, I mean, they don't have a record player no, there. No, not one that looks like that. No. That, like then. Right. So that's an insert shot. See, we're learning about the yes. craft of filmmaking. Uh-huh. This feels like an on-the-page podcast. <laughs> um, so I thought a great way for you to promote the GoFundMe would be to play your top 10 skate songs. Oh, I'd love to. I just, th- thank you so much. And and uh, y- y'all are going to love these songs. So, um, you know, even though I am, you know, begging for money, you're going to enjoy this music I have selected. Um, this first song is the the song I want for the short and when they all hit the rink. And to me, it's it's such a a great disco because disco was also a part of that. Yeah, sure. Uh, and, um, and this one I don't think has been overused in film and television and I really love it. And it is the cover of, it's Amy Stewart's cover of Knock on Wood. Let's hear it. That is a great song. It's so, and just the the heart pumping, like, you know, she's on this quest. She's just skating. It's, it's, I absolutely adore that song. So is there money in the budget to secure the rights for this song? I have friends who are, do that. Yeah. And one of them in particular, he has told me that festival rights mm-hmm. is almost nothing. 
So, uh, by the way, that's not even in the budget yet. Like, I haven't even, like, right, post right. is just, uh, but uh, I do believe that you can get rights for cheap if it's just festival use only. Like, I can't, I couldn't put it up on YouTube, right. for instance. Right, That uh, would be some incidental music that was similar. Right, or something. Or, yeah. And I just want, when you're watching this thing, uh, I want it to be the real The real music. deal. Yeah. yeah. It's always uh, it always sucks when you see like a movie and it's like well we couldn't get uh, a cheap trick song so we, this is uh, in the in the um what do they say I can't think of that term but you know it's not, right. it's like a band aping that type okay. of music yes yes um, my friend did a film and he he uh, a big part of his budget was he needed the Macarena okay in that film <laughs> and he he got it but that was he was a lot of the budget was getting that song but I needed it. Um, what else are I going to ask you? So is there a uh, deadline on the GoFundMe or does it just keep um, going? Well, it, it's just going to keep going, but okay. I would, I would say the beginning of August would be great if, uh, you know, the next month I can raise enough to, you know, secure things and, and all my crew mm -hmm. is working for free. It's just their, um, the depreciation on the equipment and that sort of right. thing. So, and it, no one is making money on this. And, you know, I'm, I have been accumulating yeah. props and things. And like, I wanted a tube of Dial-A-Lash mascara. Um, do you, would, do you know what that is? I, I think I do okay. know what it is. It was a mascara that you could crank it from zero to like nine of, and it would just, it would put that much more mascara on the wand i guess okay um but i wrote it into the script and then i looked i kept trying to look for it and i just couldn't find it so i'm like i gotta rewrite it so um it, it's a did you look on ebay for it i did wow. for, for a long time so i have the 12 year old who's trying to kind of um dollar self up yeah i remember i having a doll head it was a barbie doll head but it was a doll big doll head and you you would style her hair and makeup yeah i remember and this. so i found a little tiny barbie makeup thing and so one of the girls to the other girl is like is that a doll's makeup and she's like <laughs> no but it is you know i had to rewrite that because i couldn't find the dial lash and again this is what we're talking about if you can't find something then you got to tweak your script to make it work yeah now, so this episode will actually drop July 20th. So that'll give you a nice big push okay, right towards the great. last week or so. But the Patreon ASAP Club, they'll have it well in advance of that. Okay. So look, we're not asking for uh, hundreds of dollars. If you give if five people give $20, that's $100. So yeah. it takes a village. Every little bit helps. And don't think... I can really only give like five dollars. Then give five dollars. Yeah, because guess guess what? I I just posted on my I, I did an unboxing um video and I put it up on Facebook mm. of me opening the eBay thing got things I got on eBay and for like ten dollars or twenty dollars I got old beer cans. Wow. So I have an old like Michelob can that would that has that hole that because it wasn't like the cone the, cone the top pop top or um is it a cone? What are they called when? When, when the, you pop when, the pop top, when it, the whole top, the whole to comes off, off. It yeah. just doesn't and then go you like, stepped on and, it. And, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I got so or little costumes, a, a shirt I got for five dollars plus shipping. That is mm -hmm. um, Camp Fun Time. That is, I guess Debbie Harry wore that. Okay. So I, someone's going to be wearing a Camp Fun Time shirt. But th those little things um, help. Okay. So. Well, when you put these up on Instagram, tag at Rock Solid Show in them, and then. Oh. Uh, my Instagram people will hopefully see that too. Okay, and I also have a well, whatever Instagram, you want to do. But that's uh, just at, um, 
the Runt short film. Yeah, a, I a wonderful. It oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, this wonderful young woman, Danny Calvo, who I met. I went to the University of Florida, and she was there as a student. And I met her because I'm a part of an advisory council there in the media college. And she came here and was my intern on um, when I show ran that uh, Amazon mini room. And when she heard about this, she says, hey, can, do, you, can, do you need an unpaid assistant? And I'm like, yeah. yeah and so need, she's been doing the social media stuff. Yeah. I need all the unpaid things yes. that can come my way. Uh-huh. And honestly, you guys, I'm very um, – uh, people have been really lovely and it's um, – quite nice will there be an alfred hitchcock type cameo in here for krista stratton <laughs> you know what um it's kind of like there's no adults in this okay. except the dj and there's a okay, mom voice cool. you hear a mom voice when she's in the bathroom but it's not mine it's a it's an actress it's not me and uh uh but yeah, like uh, if I have to put on skates, get out there and just fill it up, I will. <laughs> but my hope is that, you know, I don't have to. Yeah. But I would. You kind of want to skate on camera. A little bit. Yeah. All right. Song number two. Okay. Well, this one was um, my little friend, Kathy, Kathy Sapp, um, when we were whatever, nine, we this would song would come on and we're like we're gonna make a routine to this song and it is in the navy by the village people and we had by the way we had no idea they were gay no one did no one had any idea that it was a but we just love their music yeah. it's still a bop um i think and here it is it's in the navy by it, the village people it's a bop but the lyrics are just ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> oh in the navy Put your mind at ease yes, in the you Navy. Can. I, w- I wonder what gentlemen, well, and ladies, I guess, in the Navy in 1979 thought of this song. Did they think, that's not what it's like? Right. It's <laughs> not what it's like at all. I don't know that it just, and you know, as a kid, you don't really care about lyrics. You're not listening to them. But to You're me, not. it was like, oh, in the Navy, we can yeah. wear little sailor hats and do a little dance. And this band was representative of everyone in your neighborhood? That's the, right. The, there's the, you know, the uh, Indian. That's right. And the motorcycle guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I love, I mean, I would say even my parents bought me an album. I, we didn't know and we didn't care. And even now, I mean, it's not that I care and, you know, whatever, right. but it's just but if such your a parents, funny... If your parents knew they were gay, they probably wouldn't have bought you the album. Maybe. Maybe. M- maybe. Maybe. They, uh, but maybe not. Right. I, would be, I don't know. They would be um, grimming. It would be considered grimming. Yeah. My, uh, you know, I'm sure my mom thought Kiss was the devil. Mm-hmm. 
by the way, I explained to Johnny, like, I'm like, oh, I know ACDC talks about the devil. And I'm like, they're just rebellious. Like, don't, don't get yeah. a weird, because, you know, as a kid, you're like, oh, right. my God, they worship the devil. Ozzy Osbourne, but no, of course not. They it's don't. just this. None of them do. Uh, right. It's all gimmick. It, right. And it's this a rebel spirit I try to it's a, explain it's to him. It's a show. It's a show. Yes. Yeah. Alice, uh, although Alice Cooper does not um, hang himself live anymore. Okay. He does the guillotine where his head gets cut off, but he used to, every other tour, he'd switch okay. it up. But I think he doesn't do that because of suicide and things like that. So even though that's a show, I think he was like, you know what, that might be, you know, a step too far with oh. now that we're, uh, you know, we're aware of mental illness more than we were in the 1972. Right. <laughs> you know. And by the way, I did have a line in the runt um, when they get their drinks and mm -hmm. they're like, oh, there's too much root beer in the suicide. But I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I don't want it. I know. Uh, you know. I know. And yet that's what we. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I want that line in there, though, because we would do the suicide solution where you would just go, uh, you'd get your fountain drink and you would go right yes, down the line. That's right. And yeah. you would order it. Get four suicides. Is there another is there another name that you could use for that? I think. Oh well, God. you know what? I feel I, like it's. Uh, I feel like that needs to be in there. I, I'm not rewriting for you. I'm just saying. Well, and, and I would. I would laugh when I hear that. You know? And and she used it in Barb and Star. Did you see Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar? Mm -hmm. It's it is a masterpiece. I did. It's very funny. But in the beginning, she makes a suicide. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. But yeah. All right. Uh, by the way, I didn't. I owned every one of these songs except for one. And when we get to it, I'll tell you which one I didn't have oh. in my iTunes library. But I had oh. all these songs. Okay. All right. So this next one, I want to slow it down a little. Mm -hmm. um, would there be actually a be a way skate. to? Would you? Would there be a slow? Would you hold hands with a boy and slow well, skate? Is yes. That what you would do? Yes. Um, the couple skate, and you know they'd lower the lights. Mm -hmm. And the the couple skate thing would come on, and then you know you panic. And you could only be out there if it was a couple. Correct. All right. Now, the older kids, they they skated facing each other. So mm -hmm. someone's skating backwards. Okay. Okay? Like you're dancing. Yeah, yeah. But if you were young, like I never got old enough to go and skate with a boy like that. Okay. Um, today, you even, do, today you do it all the time. I mean, all the time. Of course. But um, back then, in fact, I don't even know if I ever really, did I ever get asked to couple skate? I don't know that I did, but you'd hold hands. You would right. just hold hands. And it was so funny um, because the music that is playing is obviously a lot older. Like it's 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 by older people. It's about older relationships. I want a man with slow hands right, might play. Right. Um, it just is so funny to me. And Lyrically, I, it's for adults. Right. It's not for children Correct. at all. Correct. Not for nine-year-olds no. holding hands. No. Uh, but this one, I particularly remember as being a couple skate song in a roller skating rink I was at some point in my life and that is You Decorated My Life by Kenny Rogers <laughs> Kids are listening to this <laughs> <laughs> Then some music Every note was in place. The lights from the disco ball. I can feel it. Floating. Everybody could see all the changes in me by the look on my face. And you 
Forget how popular Kenny Rogers was. I know, right? Not and mainstream popular, not yes. just country popular. Mainstream popular. Yes, the seventies was magical in a lot of ways. First of all, and I, I don't know if I've said this on the show, but I would contend that every single genre of music that existed at the time had its peak in the seventies. Every single one. Might Think be right. about it: not country, rock, uh, pop, uh, all of it, R and B. Uh, but it was also, I try to tell young people that, yeah, you had the cars, you had, you know, punk rock, but you had Kenny Rogers. You, do you realize there were number one songs that were instrumentals in the 70s? Yeah, feels so good. And, and Chuck Weird Man Al. Joni. Yes, and Just, Weird Al, and, and that whole thing was the late 70s. Like, it was such, there were so many people firing on all cylinders Possibly in the late 70s. the most eclectic time on Top 40 Pop Radio. A hundred percent. The, uh, see, we didn't have, like, like, kids don't have, like, uh, they don't go to the dance on the weekend. Like, we would have a dance, dances at the YMCA. Okay. Saturday night dance at the YMCA. Yeah. And you just go. And there's a dollar to get in. DJ's there. People from high school. And then you would try to, you know, get up enough courage to ask uh, yes. the girl to slow dance. My friend in high school, Mark Figarelli, had a mustache, like when he was full mustache, you know, Italian, thick head of hair, <laughs> uh, good looking, well built. And if we went through like three slow dances and I didn't ask the girl I wanted to ask, he would say, if you don't ask her next time, I'm going to. Whoa. And then I would because I knew he would. So, uh, see, thank I, you. I, but I love <laughs> that because nowadays, like Johnny, when he was in seventh grade this past year, mm. They had a dance, and I'm like, great. Then you can ask a girl to it, and blah blah yeah. blah. And then he was like, yeah, no one's going. And I'm uh. like, what? And or they all just go, and they don't ask mm-hmm. dates. Which, while I think that's wonderful, and that I don't want anyone to feel like uh, I felt. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but when you're there, like to at least go and 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 muster up the courage, boy or girl, yeah, or whatever, to to asked to dance with someone and yeah. to, to deal be in a social situation where right. your parents aren't and it's nighttime and I I just I I think that was an important um, rite of passage yeah. to uh, growing up and and learning how to deal with you know uh, people you had crushes on and all of that yeah and the slow dance at the YMCA wasn't like in high school social dance where your arms around the small of her back and your hand, you're like just pressed up against each other <laughs> as close as you can get. This is the closest I've ever been to a girl without, I haven't even kissed this girl yet, but we're like, you know, just like, it's, now when I think of it, I'm like, that's kind of seems awkward, but I get, but no, it wasn't. It was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Memories. Uh, What's um, next? Oh my gosh. Okay, this one is one I would want in the movie version because I just, again, what I find so fun about this area is that 
again, we're young. We don't know. Back then, you don't know who the artists are, like unless they were on American no. Bandstand or whatever. No, like you, you don't know them. No, even if you read about them in a, a music magazine, it was all fluff. It was not. And and we, Rick James, and all of his music, like you, it, plus we weren't really listening yeah. to it for any kind of connotation, sexual connotations or whatever, but. I love You and I, that's the song, mm-hmm. because it's not overdone like Super Freak, but it's still very very of the time, a good roller skating yeah. song. Um, and and it, I remember like you'd go to the those places that had little um, uh, jukeboxes, like the restaurants that had on the little table. jukebox on the table. Yeah. And I, oh, oh, You and I, Rick James, I love this. But we love Rick James. And um, this song in particular is just my favorite. It's it called You and I from 1978. Here we go. That you hit it. That. Um, what's that called? I don't know it's what that's an, called, but I know what you're talking about. You hit it, and it makes that. I don't know. It's Is it in an love instrument? lies bleeding. It, it's it's that. It, it, it's not a keyboard thing though. It's no, not it's a like, synthesizer. It's a. No, you hit it, and there's like a cowbell at the end of it, kind of, and um, it's like a ball, and then you. Anyway. I think it's in Crazy Train too. Oh yeah, it's uh, we should do an episode about whatever that I is. Wish it, yeah, I need to know and what instrument we need to, that oh, is. Yeah, all right. It, it, uh, and I wrote it into something one time, and I looked it up, and I even anyway, blah blah you, blah. You bought one. <laughs> I, wouldn't that be funny? You took lessons. I took lessons I'm, and I'm just played those songs. Uh, so again, Kenny Rogers could be on the radio right alongside Rick James at this time. Yeah, like uh, top forty and. I mean, I know we've talked about this on the mm-hmm. show, but you could have two and three AOR stations, album-oriented yeah. rock. Yeah. Now, of course, Kenny wouldn't be on on that. No. But, yeah, it was a really magical time. <laughs> now, I just looked for songs. Uh, I didn't do a lot of preparation. I just went to my iTunes library and typed in the word skate. Oh, okay. And, and I figured out what would come up. So I have a couple of those. But I also have this song from Melanie... Which, uh-huh. mention, which mentions roller skating. Yes. So let's hear this. Brand new key. I rode my bicycle past your window last night. I roller skated to your door at daylight. It almost seems like you're avoiding me. I'm okay alone with you. Got something I need. Well, I got a brand memory of this song being sung on the Sonny and Cher comedy hour and they had like an animated 
video that went with it with Sonny and Cher in it. <gasps> I mean, I couldn't make that up, right? It has to be a real thing, right? Yes. No, it's a real thing. Yeah. That, that is exactly what the 70s something would they would do. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the line about riding past your window late last night. On, I remember going down to Bridget Agner's house when it was we had like the first snow and making snowballs and throwing them up <gasps> at her at her window to get her to wake up. Wow. Like if someone did that at my house now, I'd be like, well, get out of here. Yeah. What are you doing? But like I used to crawl out my bedroom window too. And mm-hmm. then and then we were on I was on the second floor, but I'd shimmy down the Oh my post. gosh. Yeah. <sighs> oh. and, yeah, our kids aren't like like I, Johnny will never be able to sneak out. No, we have the alarm, and he could disarm it. Yeah, I can hear everything that's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at least I think I can. But um, I wasn't doing anything bad. Of I wasn't drinking not. or drugs. I of was just, course not. I just wanted to, you know. And I lived in such a small town; you could barely get in trouble. There's nothing you could do to get in trouble. You okay. Kill someone. Right. <laughs> what's uh, What's next? Okay. Number five. Oh, number five. All right. This is. Um, this I think is a 1980. Like this is a little bit yeah, older. This is 1980, and um, so I wouldn't use it in the. But I, to me, it is such a roller skating song, and I absolutely love it. This is the SOS band, and take your time, do oh, it right. It's a good song. You know you. You mentioned a friend earlier. What was her name? Was it Sap? Kathy Sap. Kathy Sap. Now, are you still friends with like a Kathy Sap? I and you know what? We are in uh, social media land. Yes. Okay. But when was the last time you were like together with Kathy? Oh Sapp? boy, uh, forty-five years. Wow. Yeah, a long time. Because for me, when I go back to my hometown to visit, um, whenever that is, the rare time every other year, uh, I have a whole group of high school friends that still live in the hometown, and I. I let them know, I go, I'm coming in, whoever's available. I don't say it like, hey, make time for me because I'm coming. I just say, hey, I just want you to know, I'm coming in, if you guys are available, and we always get together. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah. No, I, the, Kathy, I knew in like elementary school. Mm-hmm. I moved around a lot as, yeah. a, as a kid. Um, but my high school, yes, I'll always meet up with them and, and um, yeah. But my number one best friend is from second grade, still. Sean, oh, really? Sean McKnight. I was in his wedding. He was in my <sighs> wedding. Uh, his kids call me Uncle Pat. I talk Aww. to him every week, sometimes twice a week. That's nice. Just if it's like, just for like, uh, you know, hey, dude, I'm, I'm driving to work, so I'm giving you a call. You know, I just like. Oh, I love that. Yeah, second grade, we've known each other, you know, since then. Yeah. Wow. Fun. That is fun. Because when I was uh, when I was going to college, I remember when I was going to college, everyone would tell me, you know, the friends you make in college, those are the friends you're going to have for life. And I'm like. So I just forget about these friends when I go to college. Right. And that's not that's not how I operate. If if you're my friend and you're willing to stay in touch with me and I'm staying in touch with you, then we're always friends. Yes. So 
I have a big friend group, as I, as I know you do. Well, it's it is fun to have di- people who knew you at different mm-hmm. points when you were a different person. Yes, you know, grade school friends, high school friends, stand up comedy friends. Yes, uh, yeah, all those, all these different things. Friends from school that you met. I mean, I'm I'm talking friends from my kids' school. Oh, huh. That yes. I would meet, and I'm like, oh, these are the cool parents. I can talk to. I can hang yes. with them. Yes. Because when you're a parent and you go on that campus, you gotta you don't let your sense of humor come out until you know <laughs> right. that the parents are cool. Are cool. Yeah. Because if not, mm, no, doesn't yeah. that doesn't go well. And that those are the kind of a very magical relationship with parents because if your kids are friends, you're forced with them in a yes. way, or they go to school that you're for so we're very lucky yeah. with our baseball and stuff that we've mm-hmm. got parents that we love and yeah. and um yeah because there are some people that are so invested that they're in their kids and like and don't have anything else once the kids comes along that's it that's their thing and that's not how we are of course we're invested in the kids of course we're invested in them a lot but we also have our own things and we're able to go behind closed doors and go that kid's being an asshole today yeah oh you yeah know? but th- some parents are like oh my kid's so precious and special all the time it's like no no, it's not how it goes. No. You got to be honest with yourself when yes. you're a parent. That's why you, well, you're, you're, that's why you are a cool parent. I I like to think I am, mm-hmm. but but I mean, do I worship my son? Yes, I mean, of is course. he wonderful yes. and amazing? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but but can if he's he being be a, a jag off, you're, yes, you're, you know, totally. he's, you know, he's being a jag off. Right. It's when you don't know. Oh, that's just how he is. No, he's being a jag off. You got to call it out. Yeah, he does this thing now where he'll be like, yeah, bro. And I'm like, I'm not your bro. And he's like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. And I'm like, you know what? No, we're, I'm going to start to punish you. I'm going to start. There are going to be consequences to I'm the bros. I'm going to start to punish you. Yeah, yes. I haven't done it yet, but no. it's coming. Uh, I do love Amy Poehler in Mean Girls when she's the cool mom. Yes. She's like, I'm that like other mom. I'm the cool mom. It's like, okay. <laughs> <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Uh, song number six. Great tune. Oh, okay. Uh, we're going to slow it down for another couple skate. I've got three couple skate song because in the yeah. movie version, the runt is the short. The movie version is called Shoot the Duck. And throughout and, the night, there would be like three or four right, slow dances or right. couple songs. You had to, so you had, to, you had your moment when you could try. Right. And again, to me, this is a love song for 40-year-olds. Um, but... I it you know was played for us kids and it's a wonderful beautiful song and it is Dionne Warwick I know oh it's just it's just I'll never love this way again That's Dionne Warwick who is still alive and has had a resurgence via Twitter and yes on social media love her still seems with it she was on Saturday Night Live like two seasons ago she had a guest spot pretty cool so here we go still alive Dionne Warwick. inside my fantasies and made each one come true something no one else had ever found 
a way to do I've kept the memories one by one Since you took me in I know I'll never love this way again Seventh grader singing these words in yes. her bedroom. Never going to love this way again. Right. Seventh grade. I feel like if you go to see Celine Dion in Vegas, uh, she might bust something like this out uh, one night. A little cover of this. I just, it's... And it's a great the, song. It is a great song. It kind of builds to that that chorus that I think is terrific. Yeah. Yeah. That's what songs uh, don't always do anymore is when they build to that oh, boom. Yes. All right. Here's a song from 2021 from an album called An Evening with Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. This one's called Skate. Has that feel, has that vibe. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I listen to Bruno Mars 24-7. I don't. But whenever I see that guy on TV or performing or hear a song on the radio, that guy's magic. I agree. He's got it. I, I've got to tell you, I want to say this is before Johnny was born. So this had to be, uh, good Lord, maybe 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, has it been that long? Anyway. How old is Johnny right now? Well, he's 13. Oh, my and God. I think it was When did he, he become a teenager? I know, like last August. Last August? Yeah. But we went to New York City, um, Gary and I, and he got us tickets to see Saturday Night Live. Nice. And the week before, it was Steve Martin was the host. Oh. And I was heartbroken. I know, because Steve uh, Martin is the man for he, us. Right? Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's Bruno Mars is the is the host and the guest. And you're and like, I was boo. like, wah, wah. I know. But I, I'm telling you the same reaction. I'm like, oh my gosh, this kid is a talent, like Char- a monster talent. Charisma. He, yes. And, and funny and obviously can sing and dance and, had, you know, he, his performance was mm-hmm. outstanding. But I, I was shocked at how funny he was, and I was like, all right, I need to just eat my words there, because that was something. He also doesn't seem conceited, you know what I mean, or full of himself. He seems genuine. Right. Yeah. We need more Bruno Mars. I mean, and his music is is great. I enjoy it. And and anyway. Uh, A friend of mine was going to New York, and her dream was always to see Saturday Night Live. So I, I knew someone, this is just a few years ago, I knew someone that was uh, an intern there. And I'm like, is, is there any way to get tickets? To sign? And yeah, I know that's a big ask. It's not even for me. It's for a friend. And she said, uh, let me check. And she said, 
I can get tickets for the dress rehearsal, uh-huh. which is basically the show, yes. but just the first run through. And she goes, and I said, oh, that would be fantastic. And she goes, it's a pretty great show. It's Matthew McConaughey is hosting and Adele is the <gasps> Wow. So, yeah. So uh, my friend loved it. Of course. How are you not going to love that? Yeah, that's a good show. That's a good show. All right, moving on. What's your next song? Um, well, okay. Here's my next song. Now- This predates me, this song. Really? Like, I don't know how, how well, they would play I, I, it every time at the skating rink. This I, is, what time, What year is it? I, it's, I got no, 1961. Okay. Well, every night, you know, you were there on a Friday night or mm-hmm. whatever, you'd have the couple skates, you'd have the races, you'd have the shoot the duck, uh, but you'd also have, and did the hokey pokey. Ra- did you say racists? Races. Oh, okay. Races. No, you, we'd line up all the races. <laughs> um, no, but but um, they would have like races around the the track, which doesn't seem safe. <laughs> no, I mean there were refs um, who were like <laughs> were teams refs. themselves. All right, okay. Um, but you'd also have the hokey pokey, but then you'd also have this, the limbo, um, and this is Limbo Rock by Chubby Checker. And this is the only song I had to purchase. Because oh. <laughs> no, because look, this isn't a song you just listen to in the car, right? You only listen to this as if you're at a party, at an event, right? Type like skating or a birthday party. They're gonna yes. get a limbo stick out, right? Was this was this a hit song? Was this on the radio? I can't imagine I this just being don't on the radio. Have any idea? But we wouldn't know. No, we wouldn't know because we're young, right? Here we go. Every. Good at limbo. I can go under the door. That's how good I am. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, I can't remember if I was good at limbo. Okay. I don't know. I was never the first one out. Right. But I was never the last one out. I no. was somewhere in the middle. Right in the middle. That's where yeah. you want to be for limbo. <laughs> Maybe not in life. You don't want to be in the middle. But for right. limbo, you're yeah, fine. You know, you got to have your fun, but then you don't have to the challenge of, you know, bending over backwards and roller skate. This is a totally different thing, but I loved spelling bees when I was in school. I loved when really? we would have a spelling bee. Yes, I love that. Wow. Yeah. I'm a good speller. Are you? I am. I am. Give me a what? word. Um, I want you to give me like a three-letter word. <laughs> um, uh, oh, now I'm nervous. Let's say this. I was a fan of spelling bees. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I, mean, I don't even know. You don't even know words. Uh, You're a writer. How about this? How about uh, iridescence? What's our next song? <laughs> do you have another one? Uh, I do. And okay. it's, uh, it's a song called Roller Skate from 2017. Oh. And this is Cheryl Crow, who I don't think you're a fan of. I love Cheryl okay, Crow. Okay, okay, calm down. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, jump back to limbo. That's not a good one. <laughs> I like the sunshine. Bouncing off your mirror shades Well, I love that you love loving me Can't you see I need a little more of your embrace 
queen of melody. I yeah. love her melodies. I, I, no matter, like, I've never heard that song, but I love the melody. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, there's so much pushback right now because she's getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I can't remember who doesn't like Sheryl Crow and who does like Sheryl Crow. I love oh, Sheryl Crow. I do, I do love her. And that was from the 2017 album called Be Myself, and that's where she was trying to get... Uh, back into the groove of uh, Soak Up the Sun and that kind of uh, oh, uh-huh. that kind of first three album era of her yeah. career. Come and, on, come on. Yeah, that all album. that kind I, of stuff. I love that album. Yeah, I love that love album. It. It's so good. All right, moving on. What was I going to ask you? I was going to ask you another question about something. How many days would it take, do you think, to shoot this short film? Two days. Two days. It's going to have to. That sounds <laughs> very ambitious because yeah. I've never done anything like that. So, right. But it's 13 you, pages. All right, how many shots? Oof, there's a lot. Right. And now I'm I'm now um I've done my shot list and now the DP said, "Oh, draw some storyboards." And I'm terrible at drawing. So I I mean, he's like, "It can be stick figures," but I'm like, "I want to try to do it, but I'm not good with perspective." Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "Well, they're standing here and then he's in the over her shoulder and I'm just trying yeah. to draw." I get so angry when people have more than one talent. <laughs> like, for example, when I see John Mellencamp's paintings, I am blown away by his paintings. Like, I think he's a better painter than me. Maybe he was in music and he was phenomenal at music. Wow. I guess I haven't seen his You got to look, just look it up on, okay. like, just Google John Mellencamp paintings. He really right has a, he has a, this dark look and he would probably say, ah, it's just, I, I'm not good. You know, he, he's one of those people who probably say he's not good at painting or maybe he wouldn't because he's John Mellencamp. Yeah, look up one of these paintings. Okay, here we go. Let me see. You're going to hate it, probably. Um, l- l- Show me what one you're looking up. <laughs> I just think he's so good. He is such a a unique... Uh, you know what? Say? I can't... Oh, yeah, here we go. They're just... A, I, the only paintings oh, of those him the, have no, that, Yeah, you, he doesn't do all self... Um, yeah, he doesn't do all self-portraits. He, I've never even seen one of those before. Those aren't oh, even the ones his, I'm... His art exhibit. Yeah, yeah it's. I just... Uh, yeah, I think he's real good. I think he has an eye. Okay. I don't know anything about painting. <laughs> so that, so take that with a grain of salt. But yeah, someone whose story can do, can write the script and then storyboard it and like they're really good. I'm like, what? Are, are you kidding me? Like they all look like the Take On Me video. <laughs> right. Well, I have an amazing DP. His name is Steve Gaynor. And he now, is Christy, an just artist. For, just for, because a lot of times when uh, Pilar will throw out terms like that, and I'm <laughs> okay. like, some people may not know what DP means. That's a cinematographer. So It's a director of photography, though. Correct. Is what correct, the D yes. and the P stands for. Right. And he knows all about the artistic side of things. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm not, um, I'm good at constructing the comedy and the emotion and the all of that. Right. And so he brings that element. And a lot of directors can have more of an artistic eye uh, than I do. But I just know what I want it to look like, what I want it to feel like, how... Um, and, and so breaking down the, the shots has been a good exercise. Okay. But I certainly, like he has old lenses, like we're going to use old lenses. Oh, that's good. He actually has the lenses that shot Rosemary's Baby and Bullet. And I'm like, wow, let's let's use those has, old things. He, don't has, he doesn't have the actual lenses from those movies. He does. He has lenses that are no. the same lens. He has the actual lenses. Correct. 
right. Correct. That's insane. He has his own like stuff. Right. And so we're I'm we're going to shoot it to make it look like that cuz I find a lot of the stuff that modern day when you try to look at 70s like vinyl is such a perfect example yeah. the tv show is that it looks silly it, because yes. it looks a lot of wigs and it looks but even though i feel like they're trying to be authentic to the time there's something about the richness mm-hmm. of the modern you know lenses and stuff that just make it look silly and yeah. i'm like i don't want it to look silly i want it to look like the bad news bears i want or, it to look yeah. your little darlings yes. that was 1980 but foxes still, like, right Anything i want it like to that. look that way so that it doesn't i don't know it seem seems silly no no no. i know yeah you don't want to shoot this with your camera i mean not with your camera <laughs> so stupid with your phone right right that would look that's not the look you're going for. no in fact i was when it we would went take to people practice, out of it immediately yes yes and so i'm i'm excited about that but yeah the visual part of it it's a big part of directing, but you, when you have a, a good director of photography that knows um, all the rules mm-hmm. and all of that stuff, and then you get to kind of play within that. But I know how to make something funny and yeah. how to um, edit it together to make right. it look funny. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, just so you know, Steven Spielberg is a genius, but when you see a Steven Spielberg film, he didn't do every single thing. Right. Okay? He hired the best possible people Correct. in the business to make it the best movie you're watching mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know um about music like uh when pilar will get someone's script and they'll have like specific songs like we have to have this song in there pilar's like look <laughs> you might not get that song you're right like quentin tarantino he can write a script and and put in any music he wants, and he's going to get that music. Correct. <laughs> okay, but the first time, and you're not a first time filmmaker. You well, know, well, you've done, but you've you know you shot your you know award uh, winning nominated nominated. <laughs> um, it's just as it's just as good to be nominated as win. Sure. Uh huh. No, it's not. Okay, so no, it is. I don't have that Webby on my shelf. Right, that's true. But you know what? But so yeah, so. It's so funny. Pilar's like, yeah, you're probably not going to get the rights to, you know, Stairway to Heaven. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, okay, moving on. Moving on. I'm trying to think if I have any more questions. How many speaking parts are in the film? Oof. There's a bunch. There's, you know, a dozen mm-hmm. kids. I mean, there are two main girls. Okay. What are their names? Um, Char- Janet and Sharla, okay. which are my cousin's names. Okay. I like it, though. Um, and I like to, even though they're not characters based on my cousins mm-hmm. i love using real names yeah it fe- makes it feel authentic to me yes. and hopefully that comes across to the yeah. viewer mm-hmm. um but yeah there's a lot of name they drop certain names in there there are people that i knew you mm-hmm. know growing up but i felt had really good teen names like oh jim meeker and ernie kapanke exactly and, like, yeah. they're great names and um so I, i'll always if i can Use real names. Yeah, you can't make up a name that's as good as a real name that you grew up with. Yes. Uh, I remember in Jurassic Park, the first one, um, Wayne Knight meets this guy to get, I don't know, some uh, (laughs) tube or something. And uh, (laughs) the guy's name is Dodson. And I've never heard my name in a film. And like Wayne Knight goes, Dodson, Dodson, Dodson's here. And I'm like, I've never heard that in my life. I love it. Yeah, so fun. All right, this next song coming up. Yes. This guy was just on my podcast last oh. week for the third time, Mr. Oh. Steve Lukather. Wow. So 
Let's do it. Introduce it. Yes. Well, this is uh, when I wrote the film version. This is the, like a song that you would race to, yeah. or in, the, in my case, in the script, shoot the duck to. Uh, it's urgent. It's wonderful. It's Hold the Line by Toto. Now, I wish I could drop it in at the beginning, but the intro is kind of long with the keyboards oh, right, and then right. the, the chunky guitar. Yeah. But I dropped it in a little bit before vocals. So here we go. Never, ever tire of that song. I was going to say Never, the exact thing. Ever. Never, When Whenever Steve Lukather's on, I always call him legendary guitarist. He's like, ah, I don't know about that. I'm like, you're on 5,000 recordings. Come <laughs> on. Come on. Yeah. Played on Thriller, the whole album, all over it. Crazy. All right. Here's a song by John Entwistle. Oh. Bass player from The Who. Okay. From his solo catalog. I'd never heard this song in my life. I didn't even know I owned this song, but there it is in my iTunes. It's called Roller Skate Kate. Oh. All right. So let's see what this is like. Hey, Get it. <laughs> no. In the sky. That's this is awful. Oh no! Now look, if oh you're a fan God. of the Who, and then you're like John Entwistle has a solo album out, and then that's on it, you're like, come on. Oh my God. Oh, so this is why Pete Townsend writes the songs. Oh my God. That's terrible. I was like, is this Donna? And then like, oh. no. Just enough, and, and then the, she's the, gone the, to the, the mix grave. is terrible. It's so noisy and loud, and it's, uh, it's so. When was bad. this? Like what year? Uh, this is from an anthology that came out in '96. So oh I, I got I don't even know when the origins of Roller Skate okay. Kate. Oh my! But she's goodness. dead. Boy, <laughs> she's dead. All right. And I mean, does the rest of the song explain what happened to her? I, I can't even get through the rest of it. It's as far <laughs> Fair as I enough. can get. Fair enough. Because she was, he said she's gone like five times in a yes. row. It's too much. It's too much. Roll of threes. Your phone is blowing up today. Are these no. all? Are these all calls about uh, the film? You know. I yes. Hope so. Yeah. Is this your? This is your life now. It well, this and I'm going to Florida. What, what, by the time this is mm-hmm. dropped, I am going to teach a class at the University of Florida. Now, can anyone take that, or do you have to be... You have to be a student there. You have there. to be a student there. Okay. And what happened there was I was there for a... Um, 
I'm part of an advisory council at my college, at the Journalism and Media College. All right, college. cool. And when I was there in the spring, I said, oh, um, can I teach a class in the summer? Because I have a feeling we're going to be on strike. And they were like, sure. You know, it's so funny. Everything out here is such... It, 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 like, it, you have to just beg for scraps. And even then, you're not picked. But yeah. they were like, yeah, sure. <laughs> They're like, what days do you want to teach? Yeah. What? It, and I'm like, what? So I picked summer B because my son will be in camp for two weeks. So I'm really only leaving mm -hmm. for a month. Uh, but I'm going next week, and I'm going to teach this class on the writer's room. It's not a screenwriting class, per se. No, it's about what happens in... Because, uh, you know, when you see when you see the credit on screen of a television series, and it says Christy Stratton, most of the time, and correct me if I'm wrong, that's kind of written by committee. Correct. In the writer's room. Now, you, you brought the idea. You might have brought most of everything. Right. You do the first draft. Right. And you then do the first draft based on pitches other people give yeah. you. So you are, it, it's a, it's you know, your episode, right? Like you get the residuals for it, et cetera. Yes. But a lot of people have had their hands on it yeah. at that point. And I don't think people know that. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, I don't, so I'm just adding that. In yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going to be teaching about what happens in writer's room. Well, and how to con like, we're going to, I said, max 12 people. So there are going to mm -hmm. be 12 people. I said, I want a room. That's a conference room. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to like, okay, pitch me, um, story ideas for ghosts. And then I'll pick one and we're going to write that cold open as a room. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, we've got a deadline and we're going to, you know, and I'm going to have them pitch, um, just show ideas and, you know, I'm, of course, I'm going to teach them about um, just kind of the business, but, you know, it changes. The yeah. business keeps changing. So I do want to kind of teach them mostly about also like breaking story. What is story breaking versus just joke pitching and how to pitch a joke, right. how to help your buddies who are who are almost there with a joke. And then you can add a little tweak to it and how to how to not negative pitch, how to just be a person. And I yeah. also want to have like, all right, you're going to be the disruptor today and everyone's going to have, you know, I really because yeah. I want them to learn how to. How did and I don't necessarily think you have to be a writer to to benefit from knowing how to work in a group on something. Yeah. So that's what the class is. Yeah, because um, someone's strength might not be story; it might just be jokes. They're a joke machine, and they can right. just they can give you a joke for any scene, any line, anywhere in the script. Right. And other people might not be the best. They're good at it, but their best thing is story or whatever. Story, which is. Far more important. How do you navigate when you're in a writer's room? I'm not talking like on Zoom when you're kind of disconnected from everyone, but when you're right there at the table in the room with them, how do you feel confident enough to even speak up? I'll tell you, just experience. That's it. Yeah. That is it. And I think it's different for Gen X than it is for the younger generations, mm -hmm. but it took me a very long time to, to know what I'm doing enough to, to have confidence enough, but also like to laugh at yourself if something doesn't work. Um, and, but I, like, I, I at least know what kind of thing is going to work and I'm not going to come up with the funniest joke. Right. Um, but, but you might start a germ of something that becomes the funniest joke. Right. Right. Uh, Modern Family was different. Modern Family, you had to have fully formed pitches. So it was quiet a lot of the time. And I like that. I do it like a math problem. Mm -hmm. Like I'll sit and just kind of work it out. Mm, no, this isn't the best word. You know, what's a different kind of yeah. duck or something? And then I'll, uh, bah, 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 bah. and then, you know, you pitch the the joke. And when you're the joke that gets everybody to get to go home, that's a good feeling. Yeah. Um, but I also like, 
story ideas. I think, again, because I've seen so much, I know a lot of what's been done already. Right. And you're never going to reinvent the wheel, but you just um, are going to tweak it in a way that's unexpected because that's all it's the most important part of anything is unexpected surprises and turns and that kind of thing and anyway that to me all of that all that said means i I just i think experience gives you not only the confidence but um you know what is needed whereas a lot of times people will pitch jokes when you need story and like oh my god that's so funny but that will take us into this whole other way i need a what happens between these two characters that turns the story that kind of thing which is hard and that joke might be so good that it might be used in another episode somewhere else sure but But they are the most disposable things yeah it's not helping this episode right right and what's a disruptor um someone who takes that takes the room in a whole different direction. Yeah. Someone who um, negative pitches, mm-hmm. like you're, you're it, the number one rule in a writer's room is you never shoot down someone else's pitch. You just do mm-hmm. not do it. Yeah. Um. The 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 person running the room can do it, but nobody else. And so and that so, happens sometimes. Yeah, because sometimes people don't get that memo. And how do you not say, "Hey, fuck you, Ralph"? Well. Uh, God, that's a really interesting question. You either pull them aside later, you know, or, or be like, you know, but because the thing is, you can do it, but you have to have something else to pitch. Yeah. Like, oh, didn't we already do this storyline before? What if instead they do this? That's yeah. acceptable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the disruptor. Right. Like just someone who's an energy. It's an asshole. Uh, right. Like, I don't even mind... Uh, diversions because that always helps it helps to kind of go away and to come back is that a term that's used or did you come up with oh i'm just that's just a i don't know that it's a specifically a term for the writer's room that's just what i'm would want one of the kids to be Mm -hmm. to give us all um practice in how to manage that because also Mm. you don't want to you don't want to bring the whole room to a weird place. Um, I was only in a situation like this one time. Craig Robinson, comedian Craig Robinson from The Office, he had a a deal with, I don't know who, but it was for an animated show. Oh. But it was, uh, it was, it was not a hidden camera show. It was, because it's animated, it was hidden audio. So you would go out and they wanted to do these things and take the audio and then they would animate it. Oh, okay. So I don't even know how I got asked to come do this, but I did. People are like, hey, blah, 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 called and they want you to come and throw out ideas and stuff. I'm like, all right, why me? Okay, great. So everyone in the room, so many people in the room were idiots. Like they're like, let's do one on a helicopter. And I'd be like, it's about the audio. How are you going to get good audio yeah. in a helicopter? Or someone would be like, we're at a club. And I'm like, okay, do you know how fucking loud it's going to be at the club? Yeah. I'm just like, what do you know? These have to be like, these have to be like, you know, places where you can get good audio. And it would just, and people were just like, it was nonsense. It was so, and I now, kept did saying. The I, person in the room, like, did the person running the room go like, oh, we can't do that because of this and such? N- uh, no, because that person was me, and I was oh. certainly not running the room. Oh, but I kept saying, "I'm like, how are we going to do that with uh, this?" Because this was after like this was like four or five hours we were in this room, and so after about hour two of these people like 
nonsense constantly. Then I just started saying, how are we going to get good audio in a helicopter? How are we going to do this? How are we going to, like they weren't thinking in terms of what the show actually was and it was driving me bananas. <laughs> like I came home and people are like, how was it? I'm like, that, that show's never going to get picked up. And it never did. I go yeah. because the ideas that were thrown out were awful. And when I came home that night, I wrote like 25 idea, doable ideas and I sent them to the guy who called me and I go, hey, thanks for having me in. I didn't get all these out tonight because there's so much nonsense in that room. But here's some ideas I think that would work audio-wise. And, and it never, nothing ever happened. Well, the person running the room should be the one yeah. going like, uh, uh, you know what, can we do ones that don't have mm -hmm. uh, problems yeah. with the... Yeah. And Craig Robinson came in about hour three and just walked over to the craft service, ate some sandwiches and sat there so disinterested. Mm. And I was just like, well, this guy didn't even fucking care about this. Right. He, he has so many other projects. This is fucking nothing. He doesn't care about this. Mm. But everyone there, too, was so desperate. Okay. Like, during a break that everyone would be talking like, oh, if this goes and we get this job and it's going to be so exciting to work with Craig. And they were just, and I'm like, oh, I hate that. I hate yeah. the desperation. I hate, you just have to say like, okay, this is fun right now. Let's do the best we can do. Right. And maybe... But these people are like full on, like, I wonder when this is going to start shooting. And I'm like, start shooting. But they're not shooting anything. They're going to they're gonna record all the audio and then they're going to animate it for two years. So yeah. calm down, people. Yes. But like no one seemed to have any. And these people were people that worked on things before. Interesting. I was so, I'm like, this is, can't possibly be how it works all the time. Right. This can't be because no. nothing would get made. No, no, no. Uh, okay. I blame the person in charge. That, yes. That yeah. And I don't even remember who that was because I, it was, uh, we got paid for our time that night, that, and we got food. Thank you. <laughs> and now I have this fucking great story. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard... We think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. All right. <laughs> What's your next song? My next song. This is another slow one, right? This is yes. Slow Skate. <gasps> okay. Is, again, is this woman still alive? I believe so. She was uh, married to Chris Christopherson. She was, yes. Yeah, she did a Bond song, All Time High. This is a another cover. This is We're All Alone by Rita Coolidge. Another um, couple skate song that's mature and builds to a wonderful, uh, powerful ballad. Still with us, 78 years old. Rita Coolidge. Here we go. Outside the rain begins And it may never so cry no more on the shore a dream will take us out to sea We're all 
you know who, do you know who wrote that song? Boss Gag. That's right. It was uh, the last song on his Silk Degrees album from 1976. And his version's fine and great, but I just like hers. Uh, his version is ridiculous, and we're going to hear a little bit of it because oh. I have it queued up. <laughs> because his vocal take cracks me up every time. Outside the rain begins. I mean, this. listen to this. This is ridiculous. Outside the rain begins And it may never end So cry no more on the shore It's not Lido Shuffle. No. We'll take us out to sea Forevermore And look, I'd love to use We're All Alone. Yeah. But I have a feeling that it's going to be hard to clear. And here's why. Did you know that Boz Skaggs had the opportunity to, I don't know if, what song it was. Oh, uh, Low Down. Oh. They wanted Low Down in Saturday Night Fever in a rehearsal scene. And he said no. Wow. And he could, like, three million, like, some crazy number yeah. that he would have made on that. And I'm like, oh, I just, I, I love that Rita Cooler song, but... I have a feeling that if I if it ever became the movie version or if I ever wanted it, whatever, it would yeah. be hard to clear. That would be hard to clear. <laughs> That's when you know someone has a ton of money. Right. I don't need that money. Yeah. I mean, this was- and It was a, in Saturday Night- It was- It would have been on that soundtrack. Yeah. He would have made so much money from the sales of that soundtrack. Yes. Maybe it would, he's kicking himself for that now. I, who knows? But it, to be fair, it was just this kind of- You know, back then- a nothing 70s movie could turn into a rocky like it could yes. those things were could be gritty and small and and with the help of that music and the whole because disco was a phenomenon at that point yeah. i mean it was starting to kind of go down but but um anyway yeah yeah so good yeah that bass boom never follow up this album though mm. that was his big big album 1976 silk degrees he, he had good songs after that but no no big albums like that i love that album all right that's an album my brother had that i okay glommed onto there were not much because my brother's like kind of here music wise no he just whatever other kids were listening to he wouldn't seek out and find his own stuff okay he still thinks uh you know the first boston album is the best album of all time it's good. Album. It's yeah, well, yeah. He's not wrong, but he's never moved <laughs> past that. Got it. Okay. Again, I this is a thing I tell all the time on this show, and it's nonsense. Here's what my brother says all the time: There's nothing good on TV. He says that in 2023. Okay. There's nothing good on TV. Okay. Because he's still beholden to NBC, CBS, and ABC. Right. He doesn't seek out anything that streams or you can binge, or he's just like nothing good on TV. I'm like, all right. Okay. Dum dum. Hmm. This is your last song. My last song. All right. This one is just a fun skate. Um, I, I I don't know much about Patrick Hernandez. I don't. I don't know anything but about him. But he, I did have this song. Oh, of yeah. course, because it's a it's a it's mm-hmm. a bop. It's born to be alive. All right. Here it goes. <laughs> As we all are. Happy to still be living. Yeah. Alive. Alive. Born to be alive. Born to be alive. You see, we're 
So I will put the link to the GoFundMe in the description of this episode. And when I send it to the ASAP club, I will also send them a link oh, that's nice. to Thank the you. GoFundMe. But if you just Google GoFundMe, the runt, Christy Stratton, yes, it's going to come up. Yes. There, we have an Insta uh, page mm-hmm. and we're, you know, I'm going to just keep putting stuff out there yeah. until people are sick of me. And don't get discouraged. <laughs> it always goes slow until like near the deadline and then people well, are like I don't have a, I didn't put a deadline okay on it. well but I mean eventually people go oh I keep forgetting to do that and then they you know so okay maybe just, I should just to do that yeah all right yeah you know I mean I don't know what's I, I don't know the best way to do any of that stuff but right. you know but as long as um but if you don't hit the goal you're not doing it is that true or no you, do you that have, is not true okay so you have uh <laughs> you have a backup plan um, now sure. that, that said, we want you to hit the goal. Don't not donate because I just said right. That. No, it yes, correct. Like it, it's by hook or by crook. Mm-hmm. It's it's happening. Like I, I uh, uh, yeah. I don't want to put words in your mouth because I didn't I didn't read the GoFundMe. But like, is there going to be a crawl of all the people that donated? Oh yeah, I mean I I would love that. Okay. I'll, I, yeah, like thanks not, to and then all the people right like I didn't ha- I don't the thing where you there's levels and donation yeah, tears and I, I honestly I don't have time to kind of right you don't have time to, to, to send them the bu- uh, a button or a sticker right. or anything like that but okay. I would love to acknowledge everybody in some way mm-hmm. and uh, be it credits or be it like shout outs on social media, yes. all of that stuff. Uh, it's that will happen after I, the production. After, right. Yeah, Cause right. that's the most important thing. But to, sure. And is casting finished yet? You only have the DJ cast. <laughs> well, right. I, right. they're children. So I have to figure out if the kids I know can play the smaller parts. Okay. That's important because I, I, I want to be able to rehearse these kids a lot. I want to be able to say, meet us at the rink to practice. I want to be able to work with them mm-hmm. and know their parents and all of that. And I, for most of the smaller parts, I know the kids. Okay. Um, but for the two leads, the 12-year-old girls that have yeah. to skate and be funny and be emote, all of that, um, I've, I've got to, I don't know those girls. Yeah. Because I just know boys. Yeah, and you're not and you're not looking for 18 year olds that can play 12. Right. I mean, there is one scene where I have some badass, you know, 18 year old girls. Right. It starts on them and they're trash talking in the bathroom, mm-hmm. and then you pan over and it's actually about the the kids, the younger kids that are there. It's okay. not about the older cool girls. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, but I do need they have some lines. So I've got to, I've got to start diving into to that. Yeah. This is there's a lot. Like yeah. It's not just crowdfunding there's oh there's a a lot and is the script locked it is now i i closer to the date of production i would do table reads and Mm -hmm. make sure that everything you know but yeah i mean yes you should try to videotape those table reads for extra content too that might be fun right might be fun yeah 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 you know doesn't mean you have to put them out there but if you don't do it, and then after the fact, you're like, I really wish I would have done that. So yeah, just, yeah. You know, and you could do that on phones. I know my my stuff. intern slash assistant can do that. <laughs> and is uh is your husband Gary? Is he helping you with it, with anything? Is he involved or is he just supportive? He's very supportive. Okay. I said, do you want to be a producer on this? And he's like, no, I will just be, you know, and that's in your best. corner. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, giving me advice on stuff. And I saw 
I saw Gary and Johnny the other day, and Johnny is uh, definitely taller than me. Without oh, a doubt. he's five, like almost. I don't. I don't think he's taller than you. I. He seemed like he was. He seemed pretty tall. He's I stood five next eight to him. and a half. I think we, okay. last time because he had an ear. He had swimmer's ears, so we had to take him to the doctor. Oh boy. <laughs> And Gary, I always see Gary, um, what do I want to say, uh, neat and clean, and he had like a scruff and a baseball hat. It was like, I almost didn't know it was him at first mm-hmm. until he said hello, and then looked and saw Johnny. <laughs> this tall, I'm like, that looks like Johnny, but that kid's 20. Yeah, right. And who's this uh, ragamuffin? <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. We were um, at a restaurant, and um, we were on vacation, and the 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 concierge at the hotel we were staying at sent us all gl- glasses of champagne mm-hmm. and Johnny's with a br- buddy he brought a buddy of his to this trip and they came and brought only one non-alcoholic because they just from far away they thought he that Johnny thought Johnny was, was old enough yeah, so yeah, mommy yeah. gets two and Johnny can drink water right you go without he can son. drink the mots um so <laughs> I got a great I got a great play out song you like it it's, I know it's Christy approved. Skate Away by Dire Straits. Oh, so that's it. the play out song. So will you come back after filming or to give us an yes, update and absolutely. we'll figure out what the topic will be for those songs. And um, and this is so exciting. What's the, do you have a date set for filming? But you're not going to say it. Oh, right. Okay. I, I may, I may. I may. All right. I may. All right. That's it. I don't want, I don't want you to, I don't want to get in for, I don't want to get you to say information that you don't want to say. I just want, I just want to, you know, let people know it, it, where it, we're at. Yeah. I mean, it looks like, yes. And Christy's wearing. There's a, it's a strike going on and there's some things. So yeah. and uh, got to figure it out. And uh, you, is it okay to um, not be on the picket line, go to teach? You're allowed to do that. Well, I emailed them. And I, because they they kind of were like, all right, where have you been? And I have been picketing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, I've seen your I'm post. I'm happy to do it. Right. But um, I did say that I'm going to be taking this job and, and they're like, you know, uh, what can they do? You got to make money. Right. Uh, and Christy, just so everyone knows, she's wearing a Linda Ronstadt living in the USA t-shirt with <laughs> Linda with the roller skates. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you still have roller skates. Yes. I mean, I don't still have them. I got them in the last whatever okay, twenty you years. You have them, yeah. yes. <laughs> you don't, ha- and you can still buy roller skates. Everything's sure. not rollerblades now. Oh no, right. there's people that do it. It's yeah. it, there's a community of of people, and, and my friend Erin, her daughter, who's going to come help us out and skate, mm-hmm. who's eighteen, th- knows how, and she has friends that do it, and they're you know, it, it, there are people that still carry that torch. All right, very exciting. Thank you for coming over and sharing all the information. I always love to hear the projects that you're, that you're doing, and uh, you're a talented person. And oh. I know how you all, you said it's like scraps out here when you get some. <laughs> and so you know, just because someone is successful doesn't mean that it's just a free ride for the rest of their life. Christy is out there hustling. Everyone's out there is always hustling to yep. do their creative endeavors. It's just not handed to you. I mean, it could be. Yeah. Sometimes it is, but right now, no. It's um, right. you're make you're making it happen is <laughs> that's what I want right. to say. You're uh, making it happen. That's right. And and so thank you for anyone who donates any a dollar amount. It's I can't tell you how I, it's appreciated and um that I'm going to make this thing and it's going to be kick ass mm-hmm. and you're going to be proud to have been a part of it and um And when anyway. you see it then in the back of your head you can say no, I helped this. I helped yeah, I helped do this. It's my right. little part. I helped do it. That's right. So 
That's it. So with that, uh, we are at Rock Solid Show. Go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about the show. Go to patreon.com forward slash rocksolidpodcast to support the show. And Google GoFundMe, The Runt, Christy Stratton, in order to help fund Christy's movie, The Runt. Thank you. With that, I say to Christy, later skater. Ah! And let's hear Dire Straits, one of Kyle's favorite bands. Uh, <laughs> from Making Movies, their best album, in my opinion. Oh, yes. Here's Skate Away. Thank you, Christy. I've seen a girl on a one-way corridor Stealing down a wrong-way street For all the world like an urban toreador She had wheels on, on her feet Cars do the usual dances Same old cruise in the curbside crawl But the roller girl, she's taking chances I just love to see her take them all No fear and only the night she's sailing through the crowd In a race, it's are tight and the music's playing loud Hallelujah she comes, Queen Rollerball. And on Shante, can I say, care I all? You know, she used to have to wait around. She used to be the lonely one. But now that she can skate around town, she's the song. <laughs> 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 <laughs>